This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. Have you ever noticed that in life, before precipitating factors, there are warning signs that maybe you need to make an adjustment or change before something troubling comes your way? Today's message is about reading the handwriting on the wall and making a move before you're forced to make a move. I hope it helps you. Remember, if you like what you've heard, be sure to review our podcast and share it. We want our soul posse to grow. Amen. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious and everlasting God, we thank you that you desire to speak to us every day, guiding us in spirit and in truth to obey your word and enjoy an abundant life. We thank you that you have called us your friends and that we may come boldly to the throne of grace to find help whenever we have a need in our lives. Lord, Your word says that when we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. So today we draw near and seek your face, your truth, and your word for our lives. Lord, we want to know you more. Now let the words of this mouth and the meditations of this heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, Let the people of God say, Amen and Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Daniel, chapter 5. The book of Daniel, chapter 5. And I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Scripture. Daniel, chapter 5. And it reads thusly. King Belshazzar, gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem, so that the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. As they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale and he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were knocking. The king summoned the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, 
Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck, and he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing on the wall or tell the king what it meant. So King Belshazzar became even more terrified, and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled. The queen, hearing the voices of the king and his nobles, came into the banquet hall. May the king live forever, she said. Don't be alarmed. Don't look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. Your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, appointed him chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. He did this because Daniel, whom the king called Belshazzar, was found to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding, and also the ability to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means. So Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, Are you, Daniel, one of the exiles my father, the king, brought from Judah? I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom. The wise men and enchanters were brought before me to read this writing and tell me what it means, but they could not explain it. Now I have heard that you are able to give interpretations and to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing on the wall and tell me what it means, you will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around your neck and you will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered the king, you may keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing for the king and tell him what it means. Your majesty, the most high God, gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor because of the high position he gave him. All the nations and peoples of every language dreaded and feared him. Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. Those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was disposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the Most High God is sovereign over all the kingdoms on earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets. 
from his temple brought to you and you and your nobles and your wives and concubines drank from them. You praise the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. This is what the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, tekel, parshin. Here is what these words mean. Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel. You have weighed on the scales and been found wanting. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to the Mendes and Persians. Then Belshazzar commanded that Daniel was, Daniel was clothed in purple, a gold chain, and it was placed around his neck. And he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain. And Darius the Medes took over the kingdom at the age of 62. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we'll focus on verse 5 and 6. Suddenly the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale and he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were knocking. With this in mind, the title of the message as we continue our journey stepping into the supernatural is simply this, reading the handwriting on the wall. Reading the handwriting on the wall. Yes, I know it's a longer text, but you needed the full context to fully understand this phrase that's so common in our language. Hey, have you read the handwriting on the wall? This is where it came from in the book of Daniel. It's a cultural idiom. It represents the need to pay heed to the signs set before you as a preventative measure. Pay attention to the handwriting on the wall. In our text, we have the story of King Belshazzar, who was the son of King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, many of us, of course, know the story of Nebuchadnezzar when Daniel's friends were thrown into the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown in that furnace, and that's when Nebuchadnezzar realized that they had more with them than was seen by the naked eye because instead of three people in the furnace, he could see four there. And it said that God brought those brothers out of the fiery furnace. Yes. God brought them out. So Nebuchadnezzar witnessed this in his kingdom, and he had all power in his hands. And you would think with that knowledge and that kind of experience, he would live a righteous and straight life. But not so. Isn't it funny how you know some things about God, and then you sort of drift away from what you know? And that was the case of King Nebuchadnezzar because eventually his pride and his arrogance got in the way and eventually he drifted from God. Eventually he lost his mind and ended up, up out there eating with the donkeys and wild animals because he had fallen away from what was true in God. 
And so then his son ended up taking over the kingdom. And you would think his son would know better because he saw how his father had lived. How many of us can think about people that we've seen in our life who grew up in a certain family situation where the child saw the experiences of the parent and you would think the child would run far away from the mistakes the parent had made and yet the child ends up doing the very same thing. The child didn't read the handwriting on the wall. They ended up in the same situation as the parent. So here we have King Belshazzar doing the same thing as the father, except with a little twist. He's taking the things out of the temple. He's taking, for example, the communion elements, and he's using it to drink Kool-Aid out of them. Mm -hmm. Just taking for granted the sacred things of the sacred place and just using it for common purposes. He had truly lost his way. And so Daniel was called to him to tell him what it all meant, And basically, Daniel had to say to him, your days are numbered. You're not going to last in this situation. You're going to fall from this place of grace, and you will not live through this moment. And that very night, he ended up being slain, and another person took over his kingdom, all because he refused to heed and pay attention to the handwriting on the wall. The handwriting on the wall. God is constantly speaking to each one of us in various forms. God can speak to you through the word. That's why we study the word and we know that God can speak through all of the word because it's profitable for us to grow and to be built up. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, 10 through 17, it says, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So the word is useful for us to hear from God. If God wants you to learn something, sometimes God just opens a certain text for you just to pay attention because God's trying to tell you something. And then we know that God can speak to us through prayer. Now we pray to God and we spend some time communicating to God. And then God spends time when we are silent talking to us. God can speak to us through those times of silence and those times of prayer. And next, we know that God can speak to us through people. It can be a pastor or a faith leader, but it could just be a person that you meet along the way on the street in common space who has a word for you in that moment. God has a way of speaking to each of us through people. And finally, God can speak to us through signs, things that might appear visible, invisible, certain things that show up in our world, in our life, where God is saying to you, slow down, pay attention, I'm talking to you at this time, in this moment, in this space. God also sends us signs. And then, of course, God can speak to us through all of the above. See, God always steps through the supernatural to reach us where we are. God's desire is that we live lives in communication and fellowship with God and that we find our purpose that we live within the will of God. 
God wants us to be in our purpose and God wants us to walk according to his will. God's presence is in our midst and God is seeking to steer and direct us towards our purpose. God is trying to speak to us. The question is, will you pay attention to the handwriting on the wall? Will you pay attention to the ways in which God is seeking to get your attention? And when God has your attention, will you act in the now? We serve a God who has a way of whispering in our ear and giving us little messages. But for many of us, we hear God. Oh, I heard that. But then we don't act on what he said. Have you ever had the experience of you're minding your business, you're in your house, Put a glass on the corner of the table. Spirit says, better move that glass. It's going to end up falling on the floor. And you're like, that's not going to happen. And you just go on about your business, spin around, all of a sudden, falls on the floor. If you had only listened in that moment, in the now, and followed that word, you wouldn't have had that problem. Have you ever noticed how God was trying to break into your life and give you a word and give you a message and you heard it, but then you didn't quite do it? Will you read the handwriting on the wall of your life? Think about the way in which you keep getting indicators that you need to let go of certain patterns or certain people or certain behaviors. You keep getting the sense it's time to let this go. It's time to let this person go. It's time to kind of back away from this situation. Oh, but let me just go one more time. And that one more time ends up being that problem time. Will you read and pay attention to the handwriting on the wall. God has a way of trying to direct each one of us towards positive change. God wants us each to have blessed lives and God prods us and pushes us and whispers to us and gives us signs in all kinds of ways. Have you noticed how in the back of your mind you're, you're kind of working on something and all of a sudden there's a television show on that same subject or then you happen to be in a supermarket and it's on the cover of the magazine in the checkout lane. And then you happen to be going along and then hear a couple of strangers talking about that same thing. All of these are ways in which God is trying to break into the midst of your life that you might hear and that you might act and that you might move towards positive change. Will you read the handwriting on the wall of your own life? Some time ago, my former presiding elder, some of you remember presiding elder Ruffin? Amen. Yes. Presiding elder Ruffin was a wise man. And he tells the story of a mythical beast called Opportunus. And Opportunus was a big, hairy, ape-like beast with hair on its chest and a smooth back. And when that mythical beast starts running towards you, you need to grab a hold of it by the hair. Because once it gets past you, there's nothing to hold on to. Well, that mythical beast, opportunist, is the idea that opportunities come your way all the time. They're running towards you. And when it's coming at you, that opportunity, you need to grab it as it comes to you. Because once it gets past you, it's gone away. These two are the signs of life. Will you read the handwriting on the wall of your life? 
Stepping into the supernatural means that God wants you to tune in to his communication with you. Will you tune in? Will you listen? Will you hear? Will you respond? God wants you available to hear his communication. God wants to give you an opportunity to make some shifts in your life. And God wants you to be able to be a vehicle, a blessing for those in the lives around you. Don't you know some of the people in your life are depending on you for their blessings? Your little overflow will change their life. They need you to be in position to hear from God that maybe they can be shifted and moved through you. This relationship with Jesus Christ is one that is constantly evolving and changing and giving us new mercies every single day. Jesus is journeying with us and helping us become so much more by giving us signs and proddings and pushings and movement. And Jesus wants to be the guide of your life. Will you act by faith? Will you tune in and listen to what God is saying in your life? Will you read the handwriting on the wall of your life through Jesus Christ, our Lord? Amen. for tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where change makers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.